Hey, 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 welcome back. I'm so stoked for this episode. I'm your host, Matt Browning. Welcome to the pod. I hope this has been an awesome, don't forget, it's been a Labor Day week. We had Monday off for Labor Day for most everyone. And if you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, this episode is part three of three of our mini-series on travel hacks. Uh, As I explained in the first one, this is episode 58, so if you haven't heard that, just go back to episode 58, The Five Hacks for Hotels, and I'll tell you all about what went into this and and why I'm doing it. The short answer is, everybody travels for Labor Day. I stayed home because I travel all the dang time. I have traveled all over the world for work. I used to commute to Australia and New Zealand on a regular basis throughout the year, and nowadays I'm on a plane... Uh, at least 15 days out of the month, uh, going to different cities, different states, for TV, for radio, for live workshops, for speaking engagements, and uh, and conferences, and all the rest of it. So, in each one of the parts, I brought a couple of hacks. I brought five hacks for hotels. These are things that I've stayed in countless hotels. I'm like super duper um, elite, you know, status on the hotels because I just spend so much time in them. Um, so I've learned along the ways. These are silly, simple little things that, as an entrepreneur, uh, as a traveler, even if you only travel once a year, you can still implement the same hacks that I use because I'm kind of a road warrior. So the last episode, two out of three, was five hacks for plane travel, and today. Today is the final installment, and I've dropped one. I usually don't do this, but I thought you might enjoy it. I wanted to get some feedback and see how you like it. I did an episode a day for Labor Day. So one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, and one on Thursday. And we will be back, of course, tomorrow on Friday with Interview Friday, and we have a special one coming up. I'll tell you about that at the end of the show. So today, our final three out of three final hacks is actually travel hacks for your home. Now, you might think, Matt... Uh, if I'm home, I'm not traveling. Exactly. So this one today is all about how do you set up your home if you are a regular traveler so um, you can decompress really easily when you're home and and getting ready to go back on the road or go back for a flight or something isn't a big deal. You want to start to incorporate travel as part of your lifestyle. Even if you don't do it that often, still have it ready to go. So without any further ado, Here we go. The five home travel hacks. Hack number one, and this is so important, um, unpack immediately when you get home. When you get home, and so many people do this, they get home from a long trip or even a short trip, and the suitcase, you've done this, I know it, sits on the floor in your bedroom. And you maybe unpack a couple of things. You take your a book out or you take your laptop out, you know. Um, and then <laughs> I used to do this. So I, I used to, I was notoriously leaving my suitcase half packed. And it would be a week after I got home. And I'm starting to dig into my suitcase to get some extra clothes. You know, maybe I pull the dirty clothes out. Maybe I don't. Maybe I just take the clean socks and I wear those the next day. Do yourself a favor. When you get home from the trip, not the next day. Not the next week, but immediately, like get home from the Uber, from the ride from the airport, pull your suitcase in. So I go, here's what I do, my ritual. I go right into my bedroom. I bring the suitcase upstairs. I open it up. Um, Certain things stay in my suitcase, and I'll talk about that next. But I open it up. I grab the dirty laundry, the little dirty laundry bag in the suitcase. I take it right to the hamper, throw it in there. Um, Then I take, 
Uh, what else do I have in there? Any clean clothes left over, and I take those and I put them right back into the armoire or into my closet, hang up the shirts. If I had a suit with me, I unfold the suit, I hang that back up. So everything goes right where it's supposed to be. And then I take the suitcase and I close it up and I put it away where I store it. And I'll talk about that next too, because that's actually a pretty, uh, pretty cool idea I had. So that's hack number one is unpack immediately. There's something special um, about when you, when, when you unpack and you put everything away within 20 minutes of being home, it kind of in a way feels like you haven't left. So what it does though is if you do it the opposite, if you leave your suitcase, if you pack too early, for instance, and I'll talk about that in a little bit, if you pack too early for a trip, a day or two early, every suitcase out and stuff, or if you take a couple of days to put it away, it's as if it extends the travel time. And even when you're home, like I have some times this month, I'll tell you what, like later this month, um, I go, I fly out to Austin next Monday, I fly home Friday, I'm home Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. No, I'm sorry, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I fly back out Tuesday. So I'm home for like three days. So if you're like me and you actually come and go a lot, if you're only home for three days, you got to make those three days feel like home. And if I don't unpack my suitcase and put it away, and even though I'm going to go right back out on the road, I'm st- trust me on this, the day I get home, the night I get home, on Friday night, it'll be super late around midnight, I'm going to take my suitcase, I'm going to put everything away. Saturday morning I wake up, and I feel like I'm home. Sunday, I'll feel like I'm home. Monday, I'll feel like I'm home. And then I begin to pack when I'm ready to go again. So that's hack number one. Hack number two, and this is actually all about the suitcase. These are little things I, I've picked up along the way that have really helped to uh, take the stress out of travel. So hack number two is keep your suitcase in the closet. I know. What a lot of people do is they keep the suitcase in their basement, in their attic, in the garage, and I always kept my suitcase in the garage. Now, there's a lot of ways to do it. What I do, and I'm talking about, is most of my trips are going to be carry-on trips, right? If you go for a couple of days, you have a carry-on luggage, that's ideal. So I keep my big, uh, I have a big Tumi suitcase, and I keep that in the garage, because that only comes out if I'm going international, or it's going to be like a week and a half, or something like that. Uh, but I keep my carry-on suitcase. As soon as I put everything away, I put I have a little hook for it, and I actually hang it up. This is cool. Cool. I hang it up in my closet, off to the side, just like I have. You know, I, I got uh, suits and I got dress shirts and I have um, uh, all my casual clothes and I have my pants folded up and everything's kind of in the little walk-in closet there. And right on the side, um, up on the I have two tiers. So up on the top tier that I I don't use as often. I hang it right up with a little hook right on there. My suitcase hangs. And the truth is, that carry-on suitcase, it's only, I don't know how deep, maybe, I'm thinking eight inches deep, maybe, something like that. So it takes up the space of, I use wooden hangers, so it takes up the space of roughly, you know, 10 shirts, maybe. It's not that big. There's plenty of closet room. So I like it right there. Um, I don't look at it all the time, but it's right there. And then when it comes time to pack, it's not this big ordeal. I can literally go, oh, I have, I have a flight at 6 o'clock today. So I want to be there at 5, let's just say. Um, you might have a different time, but let's just say I want to be there at 5 because I do. I have a small airport in Grand Rapids. So I might leave at, let's just say, 4.30, 4.40. So at 4 o'clock, I'm not, I'm not thinking about traveling all day. I'm hanging out with my family. I'm doing work. I'm doing whatever I'm doing, going to the gym. But at 4 o'clock, I go, oh, time to pack. And I reach up my closet, and I grab my suitcase. I bring it down. I flip it open. I put in enough clothes, you know, I go through one article at a time. If I'm going to be gone for three days, boom, three underwear, three socks, and so forth and so on. 
and I start packing and I'm all done within 20 minutes and then I finish up whatever else I need to do around the house and then boom, take off to the airport. So keep your suitcase in the house, in the closet accessible. Don't make it a big ordeal and covered in cobwebs and spiders in the, uh, in the garage. All right, home hack for travel number three. And this is along the suitcase as well. Keep a second toiletries bag fully stocked. Wait for it. Fully stocked at all times. Now here's what I did for years. See if you relate. Maybe you have a travel toiletry bag. But I would do things like I'd have a couple of things in there. Maybe I got a little travel Q-tips. But then my deodorant, I'd have like one deodorant, you know? So I'd be using that. And then every time I traveled, I would grab the toiletry kit from the garage and my suitcase or whatever. And then I would go through my bathroom and I'd go, okay, let me grab my toothbrush and put a little cap on it. And then let me take my deodorant and put it in there. And let me take my hair stuff, put it in there, my razors and so forth. I, I've never met anyone who actually does what I do now. So what I suggest doing... And it shouldn't be too tough. You know, stop by Target and you can get the travel size, you know, three ounces or less for everything you want. And in fact, a lot of, even a full-size deodorant is like a three-ounce uh, size. So a lot of these um, uh, personal items have actually become travel-friendly. So go get a really nice toiletry bag that you enjoy using if you travel a lot. Get something nice. It's worth it, I promise you. Don't go cheap. Get something nice. And then I stock everything. So I use Dollar Shave Club as an example. So I have two, so I, I spent the extra money and I bought two razor, um, uh, what are they called? The razor handles. So I put a razor handle, I put one pack of razors in there, and then I have a pack of razors that's in my, in my drawer. I put a deodorant in the case, I put a deodorant in the drawer. I have a travel toothbrush, a small travel toothpaste that I put in there. I have um, a pomade, you know, for my hair, my little hair stuff, and I know it seems, I don't know, as I'm saying it, it seems like extra obvious, but literally for years, I never did this. Um, so go and buy, if you'd like a special kind of a hair product, go get two exactly the same, as long as it's travel size, you know, three ounces or less, but get two of them. And then one is for your medicine cabinet or for your bathroom drawer. One is for the travel bag. I got to be honest, I still can't believe I'm doing an entrepreneur's podcast and I'm talking about getting two pomades at Rite Aid. You know, this is just <laughs> it's just funny to me, I guess. Uh, but man, if 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 you're a a road warrior, uh, entrepreneur, if you're a speaker, if you're if if you've been on a few planes, you've been in a few car rides, you've been in a few hotels, you know what I'm talking about, and you are nodding furiously. My hope is that in these three episodes, you picked up at least a couple of tips that you hadn't thought of previously. So keep that second toiletry bag fully stocked. I'm talking everything. If you use tweezers for your eyebrows, have a set of tweezers in there and spend the $6 and have a second set of tweezers in your drawer. Uh, so everything, everything, everything. Two combs to all of it. Now you might say, Matt, that's a lot of money. No, it's not. By the time you add it all up, you'll spend an extra $30, $40. And that's if you have a $15 hair product and a you know $5 toothpaste and whatever. But all told, and the thing is too, you're not also not wasting anything because you're, you're using it in your house and then you're slowly, much slower probably, using it in your travel bag. So it's not like you're buying two of them and wasting one. You're just using two at a time. So keep your house stuff your house and keep your travel stuff your travel and it'll also save you time on packing because what I do now is everything comes out of the suitcase. Remember when I get home? 
Dirty clothes go in the hamper. The clean clothes go that I didn't use end up going back. The jacket gets hung. My shoes come out, shoe trees, whatever it is. And then the toiletry bag just stays right in there, and I zip the suitcase back up, and I hang it in the closet. When you come getting ready to pack, you open up your suitcase. Your toiletries are already done, already in. You don't have to even think about it. You don't have to worry about, did you brush your teeth yet or not? I used to do that. I'd be like, oh, I already put on deodorant today. Oh, I didn't do it yet, so now I need to get it back out of my suitcase and put it back in. Forget that. Just keep the bag in the suitcase. All right. Home hack number... We got unpack immediately, suitcase in the closet, toiletry bag in there. All right, two last ones. Home hack number three, or sorry, number four. I should be able to count at this point in my career, I would think. So home hack number four is change time zones. If you change time zones, so even if it's only, I mean, an hour, probably not that that big of a deal. But if you're going east coast to west coast or vice versa, three hours, especially international, uh, if you're going to Hawaii, that's not international, but you know, if you're going uh, further west, like Hawaii, or you're going international, you know, we just came back from doing the UK trip. That's an eight-hour uh, time change difference, and it can mess with you, especially like I said, if it's eight to twelve hours, you're basically going nocturnal for a few days. And I heard this, uh, heard a couple of different times, and usually I attribute it to my hippie friends, but I heard a pretty down-to-earth friend. I'm going to shout out to Chad Kinkle, the big uh, CK out in Grand Rapids. He's uh, one of the leaders in our church. He was over the other day, and we were talking about travel, and he said this, and I thought that it was so funny. He said, you know, I always heard that when you, when you get to a new time zone, the first thing you should do is take your shoes off. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Take your shoes off, take your socks off, and walk out onto the dirt. Not on the concrete, but onto the grass and onto the dirt, right? Like, like there's something about getting your body, like your actual bare feet, in the ground, on the grass, in the ground where you are now. And it's like, I don't know what it does, if it's some you know something with your body's energy or something, or it's all in your mind, but it works. Uh, so when you get to a new time zone, walk out with bare feet onto actual natural nature's ground and you start to orient your physiology with the space and the place where you are. It'll actually help you to get into that. Uh, So when you change time zones, put your feet on the grass. And the last one and the most important hack for home when you travel. When you're home, be home. When you're home, be home. The more you travel, the more important this is going to become. That, you know, for me, like I said, if I'm gone for five days, I'm home for three, and then I'm going to be gone for another like nine or 12 days. I don't remember which trip is which. I'm only home for three days in between. Those three days, I got to make them count. So when I'm home, I can't be I can't be still like thinking about the last trip and thinking about the next trip and, and doing a bunch of other work and seeing a bunch of people. Like when I'm home for those three days, I'm going to be like, Honey, what do you want to do today? Let's make a plan. Can I take you out on a date? Let's do that. Um, I want to help clean up the house. I'm going to go and forget. I'm not going to be the entrepreneur I am. I'm not going to be all, you know, I'm not going to be all dressed fancy. I'm not going to do my hair. I'm going to throw on an old t-shirt, go in the garage and, and work on a project on the house that my wife's wanted me to do. You know, like I want to be home and be dad and be husband, right? Speaking of being dad. It's, it's time for, you know, when I get home, even if it's only for a couple of days, I'm going to pick up Val from school. I'm going to drop him off in the morning. I'm going to say, hey, what do you want to do after school? Let's have some special time. 
you got to be home and be present with the people you love when you're home if you travel a ton. And here's a, a, a super like hacky hack for doing that. If you want to feel like you're home, even though it's hard to do that sometimes, you know, if your mind is still on what you were just doing or what you're about to do, you know, I, um, like I remember, you know, coming home from trips and, and it's just like, even though I'm home, I'm kind of like, I still feel like I'm on the road and I don't really know what to do with myself. So one of the fastest ways to orient your unconscious mind to being home is to start doing something that's very home-like right away. So crazy, but here's what I do. Oh, you know what else I do this? I just realized I also do the same thing I'm about to tell you. I do it after long seminars. Seminars can be bizarre because, um, you know, in my everyday life, I'm just a regular person, but it's almost like a superhero persona where, you know, at home, hey, I'm just Matt, you know, I'm just a husband and a father. I'm just who I am. But then I go to a seminar and there's like, you know, 100, 200, 300 people in the room. Everybody's looking at me. I'm up on stage, you know, and like I, and there's this whole kind of uh, prestige type thing going on, right? And it's not normal. It's not a natural place for humans to be. Um, I know a lot of preachers go through this. You know, if you're preaching at kind of a mega church or at a conference, it's weird because when you're home, it's like you got one person or two people going, oh, hi, dad. Hey, mom, you know, hey, you're just a regular. But you just left potentially, you know, 10,000 people or 500 people applauding you, looking at you, um, you know, like wanting to talk to you on the break. You know, your time is so important. And when we leave a space like that, it can be hard to reassimilate uh, into just quote unquote normal life. So here's what I do. I do this at the end of every big seminar and I do it when I come home from traveling. I find something that is the most home-like almost mundane, I don't want to even talk down on it, but almost mundane activity that nothing that someone is excited to do, but I want to get home and just do that right away. So I get home, I unpack, of course, right? First I unpack, I leave the toiletry bag in there, but I unpack everything else. And when I put my suitcase in the closet and hang it up, I change my clothes or a shower or, you know, depending on the timing. And if it's not too late, like if it's after one o'clock, I'm probably going to pass out. But if it's somewhat earlier, even 11 p.m., I'll almost always go do dishes. I'll go in the kitchen. I look, and of course, you know, my wife is so amazing. She does. I mean, she takes care of our home. She takes care of our son. Um, she's just like a, a gift to to so much, and she does so much more than that. But one of the agreements we have is she hates dishes. <laughs> I hate laundry. She hates dishes. So she blesses our family by doing the laundry. I bless our family by doing the dishes. So that's my like regular Clark Kent thing to do, you know? So if I'm out saving the world, so to speak, you know, metaphorically being the Superman entrepreneur, when I come back home, the first thing I want to do is I want to do dishes. And it sounds silly, but I do it. So I go in the kitchen and I'm like, oh, of course. Now she does dishes while I'm gone, right? You know, don't think she doesn't touch them. But there's usually after a half a day or a day, there's going to be a good pile of plates and bowls and everything. So I get on there and I just grab my soap and the sponge and the thing. And, and I just start cleaning out the sink. And there's nothing more humbling than just cleaning off old egg bits from a plate. And it really, <laughs> it sounds so stupid as I'm saying it, but I promise it's, it, it works so well. It, it, it grounds me and brings me back to, okay, I'm here just living life and managing a house and loving a family and just, and just doing life stuff. 
and, and, and please don't misunderstand. I, I don't mean just doing life stuff as if it's not important or it's not a big deal. It's huge. Like that's why, uh, why we go out and do the other things we do. That's why I travel is so I can come back home because I want to take care of the people I love, right? Like the, like my family's everything. So, but, but there's something special about just doing dishes, you know, sometimes I'll go in the garage and I move, you know, I fix some tools, you know, I, I reorganize something. I'll grab the broom and, and, and sweep out uh, a bunch of dirt out of the garage floor and like, you know, clean that up. Uh, I might do something in the backyard. Sometimes I'll take um, like a cleaner and, and paper towels and clean off, you know, the, um, the patio furniture. It's something like a little bit of cleaning. It tends to be cleaning, I guess. So a little bit of cleaning, a little bit of organizing, doing something that's like a daily chore. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So when you're home, one of the fastest hacks to to reintegrate into home life is to do like a mundane daily chore and you just get right back into it uh, and then spend time with the people you love. Those are my five hacks for travel. Hope it was useful. Like I said, if you haven't already listened to the other ones, go back and listen to the previous two episodes. This is uh, part three of three of the miniseries, and each one was on something with travel. Again, the first one was about travel on planes. The second one, sorry, not planes. The first one was travel on hotels. The second episode was travel on planes and some hacks. And this is hacks for your home when you're a traveler. So that is my Labor Day miniseries. It was fun. Um, I, I certainly hope you enjoyed listening to it. And we will be back tomorrow with a really kick-butt interview. I will be interviewing a friend of mine, an entrepreneur, um, a business owner, obviously, also a television personality, and probably one of the most important things, as he says, is husband to his amazing, beautiful wife and caretaker to his wife. His name is Dave Nassani. Uh, Dave has a, just a, a, an absolutely unique story um, about the love of his life suddenly having a stroke and having to become a caretaker for his wife and what the road was like um, as an entrepreneur. He's, he's owned many gas stations. Now I think he owns one gas station. Um, he's written several best-selling books all about being a caretaker. Uh, I, I believe one of the books, uh, what a great title, it's, it's My Life Too. Um, it's basically a caretaker's guide to taking care of yourself. So he shares some interesting statistics about caretaker burnout, suicide and depression rates among caretakers, and how many people in the world are caretakers. So Dave Nassani is going to share that and more. If you find yourself being a caretaker or if you know someone who's a caretaker of somebody, this is not an interview to miss. Um, no matter what, I believe you'll be inspired. And we get into his mindset of success and overcoming um, some of the, really some of the hardest and some would even call tragic moments in life and how he's overcome and actually turned those into, uh, into some of the greatest strengths and, and, they've been, and he and his wife have come closer together ever since and and i've seen them and they're they're more madly in love than ever um it's just it's a beautiful story from a beautiful human being so tomorrow on friday don't miss dave nasani that's it for me everyone have an awesome day have an awesome week and i'll catch you tomorrow with interview friday matt out